championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome, everybody, to Cover 49. I am your host, Tesh, and I got my main man, Chrissy Chris, and the bag man, Jamal. What's happening? Chrissy what Chris, um, being from the pride of the valley, where can you find your best uh, craft beers in Fresno? Tiger Sequoia. Shout out. We got the El Cap. We got the General Sherm. We got the Half Dome for you lightweights. And we also have my very personal favorite that I would indulge is a very good, uh, a good uh, in, uh, introducer to the Valley Beer, the Valley Haze. It's smooth. Valley Haze like sounds, like some, uh, sounds like some uh, something else and other than craft beer, Valley Haze. Uh, it's possible, but <laughs> hey, it's for the low. What about? What about you, Jamal? Where's the craft beers in your neck of the woods? Craft beers, Epidemic Gales and Concord. Shout out to them. They're all right. Anything from ales, IPA, sours. Got everything and everything over there. You know, um, every time you go to BJ's, you know where you get the bazooki at? If you order a Dr. Pepper, I think it's fresh off the tab. It is one of the best Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Huh? We're, we're going we're gonna to knock back some beers, and you're going to bring in some Dr. Pepper. <laughs> hey, man, I you do. need a D&D, bro. Uh, you need the D&D. Hey, that's why we got Lyft. Shout out Lyft. We're sponsored by Lyft. <laughs> you we just pay me. drinking and driving. You, you don't, don't even have, drinking and driving. You don't even we have to pay me, Lyft. man. You just buy me I'm some. trying to get half off. You just buy me some nachos and some Dr. Peppers. I'll drive you guys home for free. What do you prefer, Dr. Pepper or the diet? Hey, but Lyft opens late. Yes, you stay. You uh, you ready to stay out late? Oh heck no! By eleven exactly. o'clock. Exactly. That's, that's why we need a lift. The eleven o'clock. That's my that's my time to get home. I'm like I'm like Tom Brady. I need my eight hours and avocados. Oh no, we ain't ketoing around here. <laughs> Not in the Central Valley. <laughs> lift is mandatory. All right, let's get onto it. So uh, last week, if you guys listened to our podcast, if you didn't, I hope you guys go back and listen to it. We broke down the corner. You missed out, but we broke down the cornerback situations, and it's only right that we do the wide receivers. Uh, we kind of missed out last week on our top five 49er wide or cornerbacks that ever put on the jersey. Now, it doesn't have to be the the best top five cornerbacks of all time, but guys that matter to us. And uh, Chrissy Chris, why don't, you, why don't you give us your top five cornerbacks and tell us why you like them. My top five cornerbacks, and me, and well, my and I'm defensive always, backs. I'm, I'm, oh, and sorry, aka DBs, because we're still all a bunch. Uh, I'm going Tim McDonald. Shout out to Central Valley. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, he's big out here. A lot of people talk about him out in the five five nine. So we always got shout out Tim McDonald. Uh, I'm also going with Dante Whitner, aka Hitner. And then I'm going to go with Deshaun Goldston, a.k.a. Friendly Fire. Watch <laughs> out. And then uh, Merton Hanks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, with the turkey turkey or the chicken dance. And um, also, I got to show some love from our man, uh, Jimmy Johnson, for the old heads. 
Hall of Famer. Solid list. I mean, that's a solid list. I think you're going to go into a game definitely shutting down the offense with that. What you got, Jamal? All-time favorite. Got to start off with primetime Deion Sanders. After that, Ronnie Lott. I got my boy Donna Hitner up there. Eric Friendly Fire Reed. <laughs> and, uh, Nate Clements to run it off. I Nate think he was like the first like real like free agent signing we got. I was just stoked for like a big money dude. I mean, he flopped, but um, I don't know. I always kind of liked him. Yeah, no, I mean, the ones I'm surprised is Eric Reed on there. Why you put Eric Reed on there? Man, like his rookie year was was dope. Pro Bowl replacing Deshaun Goldson. I thought he was a stud. Yeah, uh, he's a good football player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Really on a, he's an honorable mention. Versatile safety, plays him backer for us. I like that he just uh, his final year with us played backer, played safety, might even play cornerback. But um, that hit that dude destroyed uh, Navarro Bowman's knee, man. That's uh, that still haunts me to this day. No way it was friendly fire on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lie. I thought my top five, man. I got Golson, uh, Deshaun Golson. It's just uh, the the guy brought it every single game. I just remember there was a Cardinals game where he forced three forced fumbles. Maybe I'm overthinking it now, but maybe it was for sure two or three, and it was against the Cardinals, and it was just – he was just bringing the wood. Him and Hitner, Dante oh. Whitner, Mr. Not S-O-F-T, soft himself, but Golson. I That's love how him. we like it. Um, and then I put in Walt Harris. Like Jamal said, Nate Clements was the first big free agent. I think Walt Harris was a guy that was underrated that we brought in, and he shut it down. Um, Walt Harris was – yeah, yeah, he played slot corner, and he was, like, the first guy I remember that really, really shot it, shut it down in a long time. There was, like, a span where we had, like, your Ahmed Plumbers and your Jason Websters and these guys that were – Yeah, they were serviceable, but they wasn't – Yeah, they wasn't Walt Harris. I think Walt Harris went to the Pro Bowl with us, too. Um, Merton Hanks, just because when I was young and when Merton Hanks I, – I loved when I was a little kid, man, he used to do his chicken dance. I loved that. I used to do it with them. I remember I was like seven, eight-year-old Tess just doing the chicken dance with Martin Hanks. Tony Parrish because Tony Parrish. Tess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Parrish because Tony Parrish, he was like one of the big hidden safeties I remember. Uh, again, this is going down to my childhood, just like growing up watching the <clears> Niners. And he was like – there was a four- or five-year span where Tony Parrish was the only guy in our secondary that was worth the damn. And – he just came to work every single week, and he did his thing, and I love to- watching Tony Parrish. And then I want to end it out with Eric Davis. Not to be confused with Eric Wright, but Eric Davis because he always hits me up on Twitter. So we got a little – Yeah, ED. A friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. He always hits me on Twitter. We got a little Twitter uh, friendship going on, so I appreciate Eric Davis. He, he also told me, you know, just to, I don't want to put all of my business out there, but he said if there's ever a D.C., I got a job on his staff. I don't think he's ever going to be a DC, but <laughs> we, talked about, <laughs> we talked about on Twitter how the Buccaneers would defend or uh, the Chiefs and pretty much what we said was going to happen. So I think I got a job with them now. But those Shout are our top- best name dropping. <laughs> those are our top five corners. And we're going to go on to our top five wide receivers. Uh, as you can tell, they're not guys that are. Well known, you know. What I mean, uh, Jamal got freaking Eric Reed. I just, I still believe, I don't believe he got Eric Reed. And I got freaking Walt Harris and Tony, or yeah, Walt Harris and Tony Parrish. But Chris, who you got in your top five wide receivers? 
Receiver slash tight ends. My bad. Receiver slash tight ends. But yeah, I'm always gonna go with my guy. He's a he's a he's deep in my heart. He's an all around football player. Um, Delaney Walker, number yeah. forty six gram number one in your heart. I always, he was always one of my he he blocked. He received. He was playing special teams. He was a he was an all around good guy. I was sad to he was worth paying. I was sad to see him go. Delaney Walker is most definitely uh, one of my favorite 49ers of all time. Uh, he is worthy of me buying a jersey. <laughs> uh, also, I have uh, – God, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to throw T.O. out there. I'm not going to lie. He was always loved. My man, Michael Crabtree, Mr. Snatcher Chain. You know, I always – he was a good receiver for us in our stretch run of uh, – our last uh, Super Bowl run before this last one. Um, and also, I got to go with my man, J.J. Stokes. Shout yeah. out to Yacht. He is a, he is an Antioch resident, or he was an Antioch resident. He was also a hell of a player. Uh, I feel like any 400 fans are going to have Rice and T.O. in any top five receiver list. I mean, that being said, Jerry and T.O. are mine as well. Two Hall of Famers, you got to include them. Uh, number three, I got Brandon Lloyd. Like during those dark years, so the 49ers just sucking. He was that ray of sunshine we had with his one hand grabs, the original OBJ. Uh, after that, Anquan Bolden, the steamroller himself, and uh, number five, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, already? Yes, yeah, I, already. Fan favorite. Mm-hmm. The truth. You, you know, put him in front of you, better push- than Debo. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, uh, oh boy. You're gonna you're I just gonna wanna get it started first. I just want to get yeah. it already, you know, out there. You're gonna put him ahead of Otis Amy? Yes, I will. Trent Taylor. <laughs> Trent Taylor. All right. My five, man. I'm gonna start it off with my favorite wide receiver of all time to wear a Niners uniform, and that is Anquan Bolden. Like your guys' list, I got a lot of repeats, but Anquan, man, like he the man played it in a Super Bowl with a broken jaw. You know what I mean? He is tough as nails. He's everything you want a football player to be. He can block DNs. He can kick out DNs. He could. He was blocking on screens. He could run the ball. He and he's just an all-around wide receiver. Anthro, Anthro, Anthro. He probably yeah. He threw a couple touchdowns in his life. He has a couple <laughs> touchdowns on the resume. I mean, I wish. I really wish that he could have won his third Super Bowl with us, but uh, where is his two Super Bowls? No, he won. No, yeah, it would have been his second Super Bowl. He lost one with the Cardinals. One one with the Ravens, the last one with us, but the man was with the three different Super Bowls with three different teams. Oh, that, hell of a man, Tess. I mean, hell of a man, just like leader. <laughs> and then next, hell of a man. And the next guy in the in the broken jaw club is Delaney Walker, and, it, and it's almost the same reason why I love Anquan Bolden. Delaney Walker is everything that Uzcheck is times ten. You know, what I mean, I think Delaney was. A few years ahead of his time, I, I think if Delaney came out now and he was in the draft now, somebody would pick him up and just treat him like a use check and do everything else. He could line up a slot. He could line up at X, the Z. The, the, he, could, he could probably play running back, fullback, tight end. And I think he even played a little quarterback in uh, college. So, I mean, this guy is – he's tough as nails, man. Anytime you play in a game with a broken jaw, I don't care what you do. Uh, the next two guys I got, and like Jamal said, they're a dark ages for us. Brandon Lloyd and Arnez Battle. I love me some Arnez Battle. Because, 
because man, it was just one of those dudes, dude. We had sucky offenses. We got Jimmy Ray as our offensive coordinator. Dennis Erickson is our head coach. I don't know why he didn't translate to the league still, but Arna's battle just showed up every day. I mean, Arna's battle will have like four or five catches for like 40 yards, right? But it was hey, like, was happy. yeah, them days, Ted. yeah, Jeez. yeah. I mean, dude, Don't we, you know, good. dude, we had like uh, Arnest Battle, and that's it. Arnest Battle and Eric Johnson at tight end. That's like Timber Tate. <laughs> you know Timber what I mean? Tate was getting some burn. So I love me some Arnest Battle back Ooh, in the day wee. because he's just he was a man. And then I want to end it with JJ Stokes. Uh, so it was like, man, I, it was it was probably 1999. It was like 10 year old Tesh, and he was he was standing there and he's waiting for his ride to come to the front, pick him up at Candlestick right after the game, right? And then look and then he where where we were standing at, we we're waiting for our ride. And I was there with my cousins. And we we're I think we we're waiting for my uncle to come pick us up. We're waiting there, we're waiting for traffic. And then all of a sudden a bunch of players come out. We're like, oh man, we're standing right in front of the players' parking lot. And JJ Stokes come over and he signs everybody's autograph. He signs everybody's game ticket. He signs it. I still got it till this day, man. And I, I forgot the day. It had to be like 99 or 2000, but just because JJ Stokes gave me an autograph, I was like 10, 11 years old. That's why he's a my That's why I say he's a good dude. JJ Stokes is a good dude, man. You know, he was a good, he was a good Robin. He was a good yeah. sidekick, man. To T.O., you know what I'm saying? He was uh JJ Stokes. Shout out. JJ Stokes, wherever I mean, you he's, are. He's He's never going to be in anybody's Hall of Fame list, but the man played almost 20 years and he's got a Super Bowl with the Patriots. I mean, what else could you ask for out of a career? He is, he has a better career this far than Brandon Ayuk. I will say that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a damn fool, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Don't come for the bag, man. Yeah, man. He's probably in the 49ers top five NFL busts right now. You know, what? Yeah, he's, he's probably in top three, actually. You got Rashawn Woods. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's off the top of my head. So he, was good ones. This, he was we traded up 10, 20 yeah, spots to grab this. Yeah, we, we wanted him up to another first round pick. Tenth overall, he's a he's a bust. I mean, how how do you how do you mature when you got Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens in front of you? How do you mature? What do you mean how do you mature? He had two all defensive hundred teaching him how to play the game. <laughs> he was yeah, only third string D B yeah, on a daily basis. He was throwing him the ball. How many how many Super Bowls do you got? Big zero. <laughs> JJ Stokes got himself one special teams on the England Patriots. <laughs> Ridiculous. But uh, he's above. So, so <laughs> talking about 49ers wide receivers, that takes us right into um, the wide receivers that we had this season. We'll go by it one by one. I mean, it's not very many. Five receivers play the whole year. Well, more than five, but five main ones play the whole year. Um, and we'll start it off with Richie James. Uh, break it down, Chris. What you think about Richie James? Uh, he's a spark plug. You know what I'm saying? He's a good number three, number four receiver. You know, he, he earned some uh, some reps. You know, that game he had with the Cow, uh, against the Packers on that Thursday night, he balled out. Uh, you know, I'm not a – it's cool, you know. He, he's a spark plug, like I said, and I'm not a – not too – don't get too excited off a couple games, you know. But he is worth uh, giving a shot this year to see what uh, we can uh, get out of him, see what he learned. Yeah, uh, he's got to go. <laughs> I don't think he's going to next year. He had one career game, and that was because we had no other receiver playing. And that was that Packers game where he had nine catches for, what, 200 yards. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was in a seventh-round pick a couple years ago. 
he ran his course. He saw a returner on uh, punts and kicks, but uh, you can find the same type of guy in free agency, um, undrafted free agent next year. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, and 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 that there's guys in the draft that we can definitely get. Um, he he is a burner for four four seven draft, but uh, one thing that was very uh, it stood out to me and. PFF grading, right? Nobody really knows how PFF grades it, but in 2018, he was uh, his PFF grade was at 64.5, and it, every year he's got more snaps, and it dropped down to 57.8 this year. So the more snaps he gets, the worse his grades are. It tells you something about the guy. Uh, I mean, like you guys said, he's a spark plug, but we could definitely find a spark plug at somewhere else. Okay, what about tuck your chain in, Debo? Oh, well, I'm going I'm to hype him up before my man Bagland puts him into the grave. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Debo fan. You know what I'm saying? We're going to tuck our chain in. You know what I'm saying? RIP for the original Debo. But the Debo on our team, I'm I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? He's got to get healthy, but he's got to just, just get his body right, you know, nutrition down, you know, get him activated to the NFL because we're going to give him carries as a, as a running back. You know, he's going to catch the ball. Out, uh, out the backfield and running routes and everything like that. He just has to get used to his body right to maybe 10 to 15 touches a game. But um, I'm here for Debo. You know what I'm saying? He's a spark plug for us when uh, we're not – the ball's not getting moved around, you know, when your man James Garoppolo is not getting it done. You know, we got to get a couple yards, get, a, get some type of juice into the offense. Uh, I'm hyping up my man Debo before my man Bagman takes him down. What you got? No, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Debo personally. I just feel like he wasn't the best option in the draft for us. I was begging, begging for us to grab DK Metcalf or my boy AJ Brown. We didn't do either. We, we, <laughs> we, we drafted a glorified running back. But we get kind of the same production. Kind of. Different, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was saying we kind of get the same production. I mean, Debo, uh, he, he's got some games where he won it for us, though. That's all I, I – I don't think he's going to kill him for us, honestly. Uh, A.J. Brown alone, he's missed two games the last two years. He has 19 receiving touchdowns. His quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Come on now. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Ryan Tannehill. They have a quality running game with Derrick Henry. we got a quality game with, uh, with uh, Shanahan's running game. I just feel like A.J. Brown would have soared in our offense. And Debo, I mean, what was it? Debo Samuel last year. 21 receptions out of his 33 were behind the line of scrimmage. Who's fault That's is a that, goddamn man? running back. <laughs> okay, yeah. wait. Again, okay. I don't hate Debo. I just feel like if we would have had A.J. Brown, we would have been, oh, man, with Ayuk, those two together, we would have been right there with Rice and Taylor. Rice and Owens it would have been A.J. Brown and Brandon Ayuk. But here's the thing, though. Your stat about him catching all those balls on the other side of the line of scrimmage, the negative side of the line of scrimmage, I think that has to more do with James Garoppolo than it does do with Debo. What does happen to do with Debo is he only played six weeks. You can't have your starting wide receiver, your wide receiver that you're banking on to take the next step. Because remember, we had Emmanuel Sanders, and we said we're going to come into this season and we're going to make Debo Sanders the guy, right? You can't rely on Brandon Ayuk from week one to be the guy he, he is now. Right. But in the beginning of the season, Debo was supposed to be the guy. I think what well, he started off the was season. He, the guy? With... he had a Jones fracture yeah, before right. training camp even started. 
So before he started off with a bad foot, literally. (laughs) (laughs) The back man. Again, I don't hate the guy. I mean, I'm sure Shannon has a fit for him. There's a reason why he's using him in the running game. But you can't ignore that he's got no deep threat whatsoever. Maybe last year got to throw it out the window because he was hurt. Then again, I mean, AJ Brown's missed two games, and he's a complete stud. DK Metcalf. You, I mean, you wouldn't want DK Metcalf on your team right now. I don't know if I would. No, most definitely not. But I'm not. I'm not sad that Debo's on our team, though. I mean, I I feel like he's getting. He's a. He's a weapon. You know, athlete, as you guys would call it. He's just an athlete. You just get the ball in his hand. He can jet sweep. You know, the little swing screen, you know, a slant. Maybe he's not catching a fade, but a comeback or just a stop route. I mean, I he's, still, like, he's still productive. I feel like Kyle I'll give you, I'll give you Joe Williams uh, to Dante Pettis to Debo Samuel. All three of them are going to be gone. Watch. <laughs> I mean, they're all, yeah. What happened? Joe Williams didn't do nothing. Dante Pettis was a, was a complete bust. And I think uh, Debo, another year or two, he might be off the team as well. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, Bagman coming out tonight. Uh, the next guy is uh, the local boy, the Pauly Wonder himself, Con- Kendrick Bourne. What you guys think about C-C. KB, that's my guy, man. Pay the man. I'm here for him. <clears throat> Just don't pay too much. <laughs> Just don't pay too much. But I, I'm here to keep him. I mean, I feel like he's a good number three receiver. He knows the offense. He, you know, I mean, he's got a little diva. You know what I'm saying? A little light skin, but it's cool. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I, 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 I'm I, here for KB, though. You know, I feel like uh, he's uh, very productive. I mean, he knows the offense. I feel like uh, once he, uh, you know, he's I feel like he's on that contract. You know, a uh, team-friendly contract. You know, I, I'm here for him. What do you think, Jamal? Kendrick Bourne? Yeah, I mean, um, I know Tesh, you were super high on him coming out as an undrafted free agent. I didn't see it personally, but um, yeah, I mean, look at his numbers. I mean, he's if anything, he's consistent. His PFS score is consistent. His numbers are consistent. He's a quality player, but um, can we afford him though? Especially um, as a third or fourth receiver, making five six million dollars. I think he might be out of our of our uh, price range, honestly. I mean, I'd like to see him back. He's got a good side. He's got a good uh, report with uh, Jimmy G. But um, I, I think he's going to be out of our price range, honestly. No, I mean, I definitely agree with you. That's I mean, possible. That's for sure it's possible. I definitely agree with what Jamal saying, especially when he did come out of the uh, the draft. It was a guy that I wanted to draft later on the rounds. We got him as a UDFA. Um, but he's everything that I thought he would be, a possession type of wide receiver that plays in the middle of the field. Um, everybody was always talking about, uh, what's his name? Coop Cooper. No, no, no. Uh, for the Rams, what's his name? Cooper cup, Cooper cup. Yeah. So Cooper cup, they, they came out of the same college. And so watching like, uh, the highlights out of that college, I I noticed Kendrick Bourne and I noticed that he could play a little bit. What he's done very well is if you go back and look at his rookie pictures, when he was wearing number six, um, he (laughs) has put a lot of weight on his body and he's, and he's turned himself into a starting, uh, well, a top three NFL wide receiver. He can make any roster out there. He can compete with the best of them. But I don't think you can have Kendrick Bourne making the most money in your wide receiver room. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense oh, no. financially. No. And, and like you guys are saying, best case scenario, Kendrick Bourne is a fourth string or third string wide receiver. 
if he was in my room, I'd be like, no offense, but that's the truth. Um, but we don't. That's yeah, the truth. Exactly. exactly. And so, but you know what? What he's had over six hundred and fifty snaps this last year, which is lead in, in the top ten of the, of the league. He's played every week. He's not a guy that you got to worry about if he's going to play or not. He's he's going to play, and he's improved every single week. Um, I hope that he gets on. I think he'll be perfect in a New England or like, you know, a Philadelphia. Maybe he'll go with his boy Dante Pettis and they can dance a little bit over there in New York. He'll get picked up by a team. <laughs> but yeah, like you guys are saying, six million per year is not what we want. Um, no, man, you, you killed it. No, I mean, we could spread that out. Year. His rookie year to now, he's not, but nothing but improved. Gotten right. bigger, gotten stronger. He, you know, his routes are on point. Still having a hard time separating, in my opinion. But um, he hasn't gotten to his prime yet, and I just feel like he might be on another team when he hits that prime. Right. Yeah. So needs, Unfortunately, like, that's the sad part because, like yeah. I said, right now he's a solid number three receiver. Right. Exactly. Like, but that's a good job in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. I mean, it's a passing league, so right. you're going against the third or fourth DB. So I mean, I feel like he can win that battle all the time. Yeah, exactly. like JJ Stokes, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got a ring. JJ Suggs is way better than Kendrick Bourne. I'll tell them both if they're in my room. Um, right. Room's not Shout big enough for JJ Stokes, though. JJ Stokes is like 6'4. Uh, but moving on, this guy, when, when James Garoppolo first came on with his five <laughs> games, I thought this guy and James Garoppolo had a great connection and was Trent Taylor. I guess every team is a white wide receiver. I guess so. You know, he's all right. He's cool. You know, he had his moment in the. He was a hot uh, fantasy item uh, in that Packers game. Total flop. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, we can get that in the draft. I mean, we, we all can't get our shout-out Hunter Renfro. But uh, we can't, you know, me personally, ah, man, cut him. That's all I'm going to say about that, man. Yeah, Chris sounds a little bitter. I am. I didn't pick him up, but I was shutting everybody down on that hype. On that week, when he's like, "Yeah, draft, yeah, he's play, I'm plug and play." I'm not, no, <laughs> I mean, no. Sorry, I'm just saying. Shout out, you know, I'm not gonna hate on my man Trent Taylor, but shout out KB, we want you back. Not for six million, Trent. Man, I mean, 2017, he played almost a full year, 43 grabs, 430 yards, solid rookie year. I have to look at the numbers, not in front of me, but I think he had 19 third down conversions, 17, 19 conversions. So it was up there. But I think 2017, we're still kind of building our team. Right. So it was just the best receiving option at the time. Right. You now, clearly, him getting hurt with that Jones fracture, us getting some more talent, Devo and uh, Warren and all them, it just <laughs> kind of pushed him out of the lineup. So um, I don't think he's got the, the talent to be in the league, honestly. He might get a contract one or two year deal somewhere most right. likely new england they love them white boys <laughs> you know hey yeah, white was right okay so cut him that's all i gotta say man it, it was just after week 10 he was a un, it was a healthy scratch from every single week he wasn't even dressing up i think that says enough for him i think uh this is something that the niners got to move on from i mean better luck to you uh but i just think that injury he never bounced back after that i don't know what happened he was always like an in-a-box guy. He'd hit a crossover real fast and get to the rim, but he just lost that first step. Um, now, everybody's favorite, and the, the, the sky is a ceiling for this guy, Brandon Ayuk. Let me hear it. Sign him. 
Fine, he's already signed. <laughs> Extend, them already. Extend them already. Damn. I'm just saying, nah, 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 nah. He's a great football player, man. I mean, shoot, I didn't know too much. I I saw a little bit of his film, but I honestly I didn't know too much of him coming out of Arizona State. But you know, I trust our 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 department, our scouts, our GMs. You know, with uh, their talent evaluation. You know, because other than we like guys from South Carolina, but I, we listen to our, you know, the earlier ones. I'm all here for uh, another South Carolina guy, J.C. Horn. So, I mean, but Brandon Ayuk, I mean, that I feel like we got one of the good receivers uh, out of the draft the, the last couple of years because he's a hell of a football player. I mean, he's kind of got to stay a little healthy, but once he gets to put the weight on him and everything gets NFL body right, everything like that, I – we got we got to steal. I mean, if you're almost breaking a Jerry Rice record, right? I mean, you got to be doing something right, right? Yeah. Anytime you can mention Jerry Rice with your name, that's you're doing something. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a Arizona State fan myself, so I watched a little bit of him uh, last year or two years ago when Nikhil Hare was coming out. So he was on my radar a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, the dude's a solid route runner. Can do any route in the book. He got some uh, running off. Uh, what is it? Yak yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, Chris, um, we got one of the last uh, good receiver the last couple of years. I know the year before we screwed that up, not getting uh, AJ <laughs> Brown. So um, that would be nice to have two consistent picks. But uh, no, man, Yuke's a baller, man. Like he's like my top five receiver right now, all time for an Irish list. And uh, yeah, I think he's gonna be. Um, I don't know, all pro, but he's definitely up there. Second team, third team, Pro Bowl mentions, but yeah. That dude's a straight baller. Well, I mean, we upgrade the quarterback position. I mean, we get that right guy. You know, I he he is a valuable option. I mean, he he catches the ball, and like I said, he's got that yak yard. He's got a little wiggle. You know, got that hurdle. Exactly. Hell no, of a I mean, you guys both hit on it. I mean, it was a guy that I was dead wrong with when we traded up to get him. I was like, what the I'm hell pissed. are we doing? <laughs> I was pissed. Because I thought <laughs> I thought we could get Where's Brandon Ayuk. I thought we could get Brandon Ayuk where we're at in the second round. I was like, why did we trade up to get him? And then also I was in love with CeeDee Lamb. And you know, nobody can lie that CeeDee Lamb was is a pretty good player. But I think Brandon Ayuk is better. I think, like I said, the sky is ceiling for this guy. He had an 81. Good to get Brooks. Yeah, he had an eighty point he had an eighty point one PFF grading that puts him in the league leaders. Played seven hundred and twenty eight snaps, which is the most out of anybody that played in the as a, uh, a receiving option for the 49ers. So he played more than any of the running backs. He played more than any of the tight ends. The only people that he didn't play more is a few of the linemen. So he is healthy. He had, he had missed that first week with an ankle injury, and then he had missed a COVID game against the Packers. Which but, is bullshit, by the way. Yeah, but he played most of the games, which is, is, which is something that we haven't had from the wide receiver position in a very long time as a guy playing every single game. And so if he continues to do that, I think he's going to improve. And then I think when Matt Mieko, Matt Mieko, Mieko, whatever I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Matt Mieko. Yeah. Shout out. He's an insider. Insider. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Um, when it, when he said in training camp that he is the best rookie that he's ever seen, I mean, Ooh. you got it. You got it. He, he put it up. He put it. He put it there. It was literally the best rookie we have ever seen in the 49ers jersey. 
in a very long time. Um, but that wraps up our wide receivers that played on a consistent basis. Um, we got guys like Kevin White and <laughs> and uh, what's, what's the other guy that we had? Uh, not uh, Tess uh, Nassim. <laughs> we had River River Craycraft, who I didn't even think was a real player when people were saying <laughs> we're going to play River Craycraft in the Packers game. I was like, what the hell? But there is one guy that I want to talk about that got hurt in the beginning of the season, and Jamal is shaking his head, Go but ahead. he is 6'4", and he's got top speed, and I just want to who see is this? Jalen Hurd. Come on, man. He, he, he played us for two years. No game fell on him. What do you mean game <laughs> top speed? He played us, man. Nah, we ain't going. We ain't okay. got time for that. Third round pick. Another you waste. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got a couple years left on his contract. Why don't you nah. see what he's got? Come on, man. We that's no. Nah. He's 6'4". four. He's six four running a four. Tell me six four. I'm six four. Tess, come on. You're. Nah, <laughs> nah, but come on. He's six four. Get him out of here. Four. Cut him. No, put, put him on the know. field. If he can stay healthy, fantastic. Anything you get from him right now, you're playing with house money. I can this two whole seasons. You can't, he shouldn't even be on the radar right now. Yeah, I'm like, you talking about Jalen Hurts? What can he do for me? <laughs> oh, no. I love you, man, but. And Tornado's still, too. So, you know, he's not going to be 100% for sure to come back. He's going to need a year to come back. Hey, you, hey, Tess, you're a real one. I hey, swear. Man. I just want to say. When Jalen Hurd tears it up, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it from anybody. He tears ankle up, so he's going to do Hey, we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> we're going to edit that part out, so it, it won't matter. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to go on to our rookies, guys that we like in the draft. Um, we, we've done a lot of research for you guys. We're going to bring uh, what we like in the draft. So we'll go one at a time. Uh, Chris and Jamal is going to kind of take over this. I only got a couple guys from I like in the draft. Uh I will I will be very honest. When it comes to rookies, I don't know how to evaluate them. <laughs> so um if I pick a guy that that does well in the league is because I got lucky. Jamal is our wide receiver draft expert. But uh Chrissy Chris, who's who you got first on the list? I'm a defense guy, so I like the I like the Anquan Baldens. Yeah. You know, I like I like the the ones that can play defense as well. But I I saw some. Well, who you got first on your list for the rookies? Oh, I got my guy uh, Tylen Wallace from uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, he's about six foot, two hundred. Looks uh, short of the COVID season, so it starts. You know, you know, I'm not a numbers guy, anyways. I can tell if you can play or not off the eye test. That's what I go off. Like I tell players, you know, trust your eyes. So I'm gonna when I'm evaluating players, I'm gonna trust my eyes. I can tell. Your stats to me, that's cool. You know, I, I can see you on the film. So Tylen Wallace, uh from Oklahoma State. Uh he's six foot two hundred. You know what I'm saying? This year he had thirty-nine yard uh thirty-nine receptions, six hundred and uh, fifty-six yards and four tugs. But uh over his over his uh, last two years he had over hundred and forty catches the last three years at Oklahoma State and twenty touchdowns before this COVID season short. But uh He's most compared to a Keenan Allen receiver. So I feel like uh, the war, I mean, not the worst, wrong, wrong sport, but uh, the Niners uh, could use a possession receiver like that. Um, that would uh, help us out pretty well. No, definitely. James Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you give me another Keenan Allen, I'll love it. What you got, Jamal? Yeah, so 
I was looking at the receivers this year, man. It's not as deep as the 18 and 19. There's sure. definitely some quality players here. Sure. Last year uh, was like 20 deep. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying yeah. it's not as deep. There are a couple of good guys here. You know, the Bama kids are good. I'm going to try to stay away from the uh, the top 10 talent. But um, I found a couple of speedsters I like, a couple of big body guys I like. Um, one dude who I'm super high on is uh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Uh, a couple of years ago, he was uh, the infamous uh, urination celebration he did. <laughs> Sent him back 50 yards. Point lost the game. But uh, I kind of like that because he well, can only mature from that. He didn't want to relive that. So he just using that as motivation to just like, keep grinding. Yeah. He went from that dude now to a borderline first round pick. Dude <laughs> tough as nails. He's like a Debo times 10. <laughs> so do you do we get him? I know. I'm hoping we, we pull the trigger in the second round. If we have to trade all back, right, all right. trade up to get him. But um, I think he's mostly a slot receiver. I saw a little bit of him outside as the X, but um, he's primarily a slot. I would throw all his numbers out. His catches are up there. I mean, mostly schemed. Right. But um, a huge number to me. 10 drops with over 200 targets. The boys got great hands, great route runner. He's speed. He's got uh, great after the catchability. But um, yeah, he's um, my number one right now. Draft crush. Okay. Uh, I'll take it from here. Um, Amari Rogers is a guy that I really like. Um, I think we could get him in the third through fifth round. He's a uh, 5'10, 210 pounds, and he fits that Debo. Uh, mold and the reason why I like him so much is because he is a return guy also at Clemson he returned a lot of punt returns for them a lot of kick returns for them um, also he is the son of T Martin who was an OC at, uh, at uh, USC I think he's got an NFL job now I could be wrong about that but he comes from a background of his dad teaching him how to play football so he has football IQs and the thing that I really like about him is he had last season in a, in a shortened season, season, he had over double-digit touchdown balls that tra- uh, that travels farther than 30 yards. So he is a legit deep threat. He's not like a deep threat where he's going to high point the ball, but he's a deep threat where he can run past your DBs, he can run past your safeties. If you get enough time, he'll get down there. Uh, also, you know, he, he does all the end-arounds, all the double reverses, all everything that you want to do to be successful in Kyle's offense. And – when Debo, if Debo doesn't recover from the injury bug, you got a guy right here in Amari Rogers that you could just plug and play and that he could take in the special team. Um, the only thing that I would say that would bother him at the pro level is that his quarterback in college is going to be better than James Garoppolo. So that's the only thing. <laughs> you got to take that shot whenever you can. Got him. <laughs> but no, he, he's, a, he's a great yak guy. I mean, he, he, he fits the Debo mold almost perfectly he is almost a Debo Debo Samuel is just you know if Debo Samuel ever gets hurt or you can never have too many of those guys uh no Jamal, too many weapons. Jamal knows this and I gotta throw it out there because I got it in my notes um he reminds me of Ty Montgomery and I just think Ty Montgomery was ahead of his time I think if Ty Montgomery was coming out of the draft he'd be great right now I think nobody knew how to use Ty. Yeah, he's still in the league though so he's yeah. still getting productive yeah my next guy, I don't want to butcher his name, but his name is also Chris Oluvier, I think, from Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of him as well. Uh, 6'1", 190. 
like I said, another uh, COVID shortage season. So the numbers aren't going to, uh, this year, going to prove its value. But in uh, the few games that he played this year, he had 26 catches, 389 yards, four tugs. Um, I feel like uh, that's, I feel like we need one of those type of crap shoot type of receivers. The kind of, I feel like we got the explosiveness. We need also we need like possession receivers, guys that can run the intermediate routes. You know the the comebacks, the digs. You know the slants. You know not not scared to mix it up and inside with us uh, linebackers. Oh, for sure, for sure, big body guy. We definitely need to compliment it. What you what you got, Jamal? Who's your next guy? Yeah, I got. Man, I love the receivers, man. I got like four or five names here, but I'm going to try to be real quick here. Um, Marlon Williams, seventh-round pick, maybe undrafted. Not great speed, but he's uh, six feet tall, 215. The dude's a tank. Uh, forced 22 tackles, missed tackles this season. Um, I think he's got a limited route tree from what I saw on film, uh, more of a vertical threat. But um, – the guy is a man among boys when it comes to um, running. Uh, I think he, like, honestly, if we would have drafted Elijah Moore to replace Debo and have this boy replace him in the running game, I would make a total package player. Um, also, I got another guy here, Frank Darby from Arizona State. Another rural late dude, seventh round as well, possibly. Um, he's more of like a one-trick pony just straight uh, nine routes. Uh, he's also another guy who's great after the catch as well. But, um, yeah, both these dudes are going to be available day three, late in the draft. Right. And, I mean, that's good because that's I think that's where we're going to be drafting a wide receiver at. Um, I also got a guy that, according to PFF, they're saying that he's going to go uh, UDFA, which is undrafted free agent, uh, 5'11", 163 pounds, which is a little light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his name is Marquez. Stevenson out of Houston. Now, if you just turn this guy's film on and you watch him run, all you're seeing is wild speed. Uh, I I don't know how fast he runs, but it's just something that is you just can't teach. It's just wild speed. Um, he's he's definitely going to be a special teams guy where you can put him at gunner, or you can put on punt returner or kick returner because if he gets in the open field, nobody's catching him. I've I've never seen anybody. Like, you know, I want to be careful when I say this. I've never seen anybody on film run away from guys like he does. It, it's remarkable. When I say he has wild speed, I've said it three times. He has, like, he just watches film. Everybody just pull up Marquis Stevenson and just watch how fast he runs. The biggest thing in 2019, he had 10 drops in one season, which is, I mean, it's okay. But he followed it up in 2020, and even though there was a shortened COVID season, he followed up with only just one drop. Um, I seen, I think it was an NFL draft uh, site that said that he has a tough time selling routes vertically. I have no idea what that means. If you're that fast, I mean, I think anybody's going to respect that speed. They don't want to get burned deep. So he does a good job of running comebacks. He does a good job of running dig routes. He doesn't like to run the wide cross or the middle of the field. He's not a very slot receiver type of guy, um, but he is an X, an outside wide receiver, run a go route, run a comeback, run a dig, and he's improved his catching. And I think at that late, I, I think he's a, he's a guy that if there was a combine this year, he would definitely come up higher. But, I, I mean, I love him. I love him. I love him. I want to. I want to draft him. If not draft him, I want to sign him as a free agent. 
You got another one for me, Chris? Yep, I got my man, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. From USC. Uh, don't don't quote me from uh, USC, SoCal. Um, I always love a Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 uh, receiver. You know, it's a passing league, so if you can get a guy out of out of that conference, you know, they're all about the RPOs and all that uh, passing nuances and everything like that, the way the game is evolving. So it's, I always want to get a guy like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm going more for the possession receivers because um, that's more of my uh, – I feel like the, the 49ers need to go in because they got the, the playmakers. I think you got to get those guys to do the, the dirty work for you, for those guys move those chains, chain movers. We need those type of receivers. So I feel like he might be one of those, <clears throat> one of those guys that might be able to get that, uh, to get the job done for us. And he might be, you know, like I said, in the third or fourth round. <clears throat> so he might be able to get him on a steal. For sure. For sure. Now that'd be a good pick. Comes from good pedigree. His brother played for the Packers. Uh, so he knows what it takes to be successful in the league. Would it, Jamal, you got another one for me over there? I know you got a whole list there. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. Chris got, you know, he's looking for possession receivers. I'm looking for receivers basically replace Debo Samuel. <laughs> right the now. bag man. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Uh, North bodies. Carolina University, they got skill positions for days. They got two running backs, um, Dimey Brown, and also the dude Daz Newsome. Uh, certified deep threat. Same thing. He's a, a yak guy, slot receiver. His downfall, he's a body catcher. I mean, on film, the ball is constantly hitting him in the chest. I, I think I'm missing <laughs> two or three times he caught the ball cleaning with his hands out. I mean, other than that, I think he had like 14 broken tackles. Um, yeah, shifty after the catch, another slot receiver. But uh, he'll be another guy, day three, fifth, sixth round pick. But um, he would probably be – I think his uh, NFL comparison is actually uh, Devin Bess. Oh, that'd be that's fast. Yeah, so he's uh, a <laughs> so yeah. that's fast. <laughs> yeah, deep thread for sure. Oh, okay. So uh, Chris has mentioned that he wants big body guys, and so my last guy to wrap up my list. And you guys can keep going if you got more guys to talk about. But six three, two hundred eleven pounds, out of Auburn, Seth Williams. Um, he was a junior last year. His sophomore year, he weighed two hundred and forty pounds. His junior year. He weighed 211 pounds, so he lost about almost 40 pounds of weight, um, and he's still a big boy at 211. That is a big receiver. is a big guy. <clears throat> knows how to use that body. He, there's a bunch of film out there where he's boxing out guys, so you know he's got some type of college basketball. I mean, he has some kind of basketball uh, background. He does a great job of high-pointing the ball. There was a few catches where he's in the middle of traffic, and he's caught a ball over four or five guys. Yeah, four or five guys. They like, just throw it up there and he could go get it. And he's very physical off the line. You know, I mean, guys are trying to press him. And he's a slot kind of guy where he can run all the routes. So he's he plays outside. He plays a slot. He's big as heck. And he's a possession guy that we love to see. I got one more guy. One more guy. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a defensive guy. So these receivers, to me, I'm ready to hit them. So uh, Cardarius uh, Tony out of Florida. Yeah, I'm saying I'm my whole team is uh possession receivers. I feel like that is uh an area we need to step up in. Uh, like he has 70 catches this year for 984 yards. 
10 tugs. And he's a six foot 193. He's a nice, solid build. Um, I feel like any one of these guys that I name off the list, I wouldn't be mad if we uh, drafted or if they'd slip to being, uh, in your words, a UDF. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I'm just I'm just here for to find the, where the possession receivers are and um, playmakers because uh, that's I think that's what our run game is good, but I think we need to have a couple more receivers that can help us move those sticks a little bit. You know, help out uh, when my man James Garoppolo is not having it. You know, help a brother out. No, for but, sure, for sure, for sure. Jamal, you got anybody else on that list? Yeah, I got a couple more, but um, like real quick, um, going to like the top of the draft, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and John Waddle. I don't see any situation Niners would be able to get one at twelve. Right. Um, it would be you know amazing to grab a a talent like that, but um, just to circle back to Elijah Moore. I don't think he's at the level AJ Brown was when he was coming out uh, in two thousand eighteen, but he's just a notch below them. And like his uh, comparison on PFF is uh, Cole Beasley. And uh, that's not a bad comparison to have, especially when you have uh, Brian Ayuk as your number one. I think Elijah Moore would be a real solid number two to pair up with uh, Ayuk. And Debo can do his little BS, you know, <laughs> uh, running, you know, running back handoffs and, you know, whatever you got to do. Just call him an athlete. would be pretty respectable, I believe. Debo's an athlete. Athlete. Yeah, no, look, he's an athlete. But Elijah Moore would be an upgrade, in my opinion. Um, yeah, going back to North Carolina, uh, Naomi Brown. Uh, he's probably the bigger one out of the two guys over there, uh, 6'1", 190. He'll be a day two pick, uh, late second, early third. This dude is, again, vertical threat, monster after the catch, good hands, looks for contact. Um, he mostly played on the outside while Newsom played a slot. So, I mean, any one of those dudes we can pick up would be huge upgrades. That's for sure. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. No, there's a bunch of names out there. There's always a wide receiver out in every single draft that you can find. There's always going to be a wide receiver late in the in the draft that you can always find. It's just those things that the Niners got to find them. Um, so if we can't get all those guys, you know what I mean, and we need to bring in more competition at the end of – or at, after the draft, we look into free agency. Is there anybody in the free agency market, Chris, that you like? Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks he's washed up. But my man, AJ Green, I think oh, I that think would be a nice. I think he, I said, I don't think he has a lot to prove. <clears throat> He's got a lot, of, a lot of legs left, uh, a lot of juice. You know, I think a change of scenery, a change of scenery would probably be better for him. A fresh start, you know, get healthy. You know, he was coming uh, banged up into the this year, and uh, I think a full off season, he's get his, you know, get his body right and everything like that. <clears throat> I think that would be a a nice little upgrade uh, for us. That'd be a deep threat, you know. I'm uh, I'm, t- I'm talking about possession receivers. I think AJ Green would be a nice uh, deep threat for us. A nice uh, uh, Randy Moss presence, you know. We didn't shout out Randy Moss as our top five wide receivers to throw up a uh, Niner jersey, but uh, you know, honorable mention <laughs> Randy Moss. You know, he did get some money in the Super Bowl. No, so. no, for sure. Uh- I was listening to the uh, Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. If you guys are Niner fans, you guys got to listen to them. They do a lot, a bunch of stuff with Niners, and they had Kyle Juszczyk on. And Kyle Juszczyk was talking about how uh, Brandon Ayuk really wants a guy in the locker room, in the in the wide receiver room that's a veteran. Somebody like A.J. Green, 
mentoring Brandon Ayuk, which Brandon Ayuk really wants, um, would be huge for Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yeah. They would listen to him, too, because, I mean, he's – I mean, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but, I mean – No, there's no way. Maybe his second act might get him, you know, he, him and Julio were tied hip to hip, and then it's right. kind of like Julio surpassed him. Right. You know, but like like I said, AJ Green's got a lot to prove. And he he would be that uh veteran uh mentor that we that like you said, Brian or you was looking for. Um just to show him how to be a pro. You know, if, that that's a skill in all of itself. It if, means just being a pro. If AJ Green's a Hall of Famer, I'm quitting football. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say hey, I didn't say <laughs> hey. I said he he was on the he was on that path. Him and Julio were. On oh the yeah, he game. was. Yeah, he was. He was. And all of a sudden, you know. So, like I said, he might come here and you know he might get some juice. Well, so, Jamal, is there somebody in free agency that you like? Little mentor for a youth. I got the the perfect dude for that. I'm gonna touch that a little bit later. Um, one dude who I am Debo? super high on. <laughs> super. I mean, um, I know he's gonna be out of our price range. But uh, Allen Robinson is someone who I'm oh. in love with. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, top five receiver in the league right now. I mean, the poor dudes had been stricken with shitty quarterback play <laughs> going back to college. I mean, Blake Bortles, <laughs> Ed Henney, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, dude still averaging almost a thousand yards per season. Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl. I think he's going to be uh, fetching about uh, numbers about twelve to sixteen million dollars per year. I know it's gonna be out of our price range, but um, man, I knew I knew three years ago when he was a free agent, I was begging, just begging to get him, especially coming off a torn ACL. But um, he went to Chicago. But um, yeah, if he if we got our hands on him, he would change the the whole game for sure. Well, no, 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 for sure, for sure, I hear you. But so this guy on my list is a Kendrick Bourne replacement. Uh, <laughs> He is something that he intrigues me very much. And, and Chris talked about an honorable mention for our wide receiver list and an honorable mention on my wide receiver list is Cedric Wilson and his son, Cedric Wilson, the second six, two, <laughs> listen to this six, two, 197 pounds. Right. So it was a big guy. Three, three taller than his daddy. <laughs> yeah. Taller than his daddy. He runs a low four, four 40. So he's got real speed. He's got the pedigree. He's nice and big, right? Um, he came on last year with the Cowboys. He got injured the year before. He coming off with a, a slot or he coming off for a shoulder injury. Uh, he's a wiry slot type of guy, a possession receiver with big time speed. Uh, he is a Kendrick Bourne upgrade, I think, even though we both all said that Kendrick Bourne is definitely a, uh, he's been upgrading every year, but this guy right here from the get-go will be better than Kendrick Bourne. And he fits that third string, fourth string role. And on top of all that, I think he can recruit Dak for us next season. So <laughs> we got an inside mole, right? We got a guy that's going to be productive, and we got a guy that gets a direct connection with Dak Prescott that could get us next season. Well, we can get both of them signed up right now. Like, take the 12th pick. We'll take them right now. Take them both. Well, but this is a guy uh, that – I like that pick of signing. That would be dope. I mean, he was definitely buried behind serious talent, Dallas. Yeah, with, yeah, no. Uh, so that, that, no, definitely. Over there. Definitely, definitely. So that's what I really think. I think the opportunities that he got on the field, he if you go look at it, he he shined really bright. And, like, he had an Andy Dalton throw to him. You know, as much as I say about James Garoppolo, I think he's better than Andy Dalton. The Chris, red you rifle. 
<laughs> Chris, you got another uh, free agent? Yeah, I'm going to shout out my cousin, my man, my man, Cordell Patterson. Dang, you know, he's on the league? Uh, I feel like that'd be, that'd be another upgrade to our offense and special teams. Um, as he's a hell of a – he's a all-pro uh, pump, kick returner, pump returner. Uh, he'd just be an offensive weapon for us. I mean, he, he's due for a couple jet sweeps. I would say he's good for maybe five to seven touches a game. Um, that's like I said, jet sweeps, a couple handoffs, a couple swing passes, some screens, even a couple deep shots. But uh, I think we get him on the cheap too. That would uh, upgrade our give our team a little life. No a sleeper. Yeah, no. Uh, so you were talking about him. Not a guy that I would thought of, right? But he kind of reminds me a lot of Ted Ginn when Ted Ginn came with the Forty Niners. Yeah. Yeah, he messed around on the special teams a little bit. And then uh, I think the Bears had him lined up at running back for a few games. So it's kind of yeah, like – Yeah, he has, he has to say he has carries. Uh, he's, he's got like about 40 to 30 carries uh, uh, this year. And uh, like I said, we can use him on special teams, the running back. Uh, definitely a veteran presence. Get rid of Debo. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely a veteran presence. Uh, Jamal, you got another Just guy you like? Yeah, I'm talking about the ultimate fiction presence right now. I'm looking at Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> still signed with the uh, – hold on, hold on. I know he's still signed with the, the Saints, but right now I think they're in, like, cap hill. They're about $70 million over the cap. His uh his 2021 cap is $10 million. The dude's 33. They're not going to keep him around. They're going to cut him loose. And um, I think it's, he's definitely a potential cap casualty. And this dude knows the system. He was with us last year. Debo loves him. Bourne loved him. I think Ayuk would love him just as much as everyone else did. And uh, he wouldn't demand more than four or five million dollars for that one year deal. No, I mean, I, I could I could definitely see it happening, especially right before we got on. I saw on Twitter that Drew Brees is coming back. So you're gonna be paying Drew Brees his top earned quarterback money. Um, and he's not gonna be able to get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. I think I'd take I I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I think I'd take James Garoppolo over Drew Brees right now, but you've been drinking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Them Dr. Peppers. Hey man, it's who's the got the better arm strength? Who's got the better arm strength? It was God, it was pretty bad, dude. He said you he wanted to be a DD. You he guys want to be our driver? And he's been drinking. You guys remember Jeff Garcia when he played for the Eagles? How they was like he can't throw past twenty yards. That's where Drew Brees is right now. Hey, well, shout out Jeff Garcia though, man. That's a winner. <laughs> San Jose State's finest right there. Shout out to Spartans. The whack champions this year. So another guy, another guy that I got in my free agency pool is another guy that's buried under a, a lot of talent where he's at. Um, but look, before I say the name, let me let me read off his uh measurements. He's 6'2, 205 pounds, and he runs a 4'3. If there's somebody in the draft right now that runs is a 6'2, 205 pounds, and runs a 4'3, would you not draft him? Okay, they don't have to answer that, but I would draft him. But um, my man is Brian Pringle, the one for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he, the chips. Yeah, when <laughs> once what's it say? Once the uh, once you stop, once you pop the fun, don't stop. That's my man Brian Pringle. Oh, I thought you said sour cream and onion. <laughs> no, my man Brian Pringle, he's over there. He's behind Tyreek Hill. He's behind all those guys that are playing for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. He's a free agent, and I think he's going to be looking to get out of that shadow. And I think what else system is there better for a wide receiver than our system? He's definitely a, you know, the theme that we've touched on is special teams. 
He's a guy that can punt return. He's a guy that can kick return. He's a guy that can run the slot. He's a guy that can run the wide cross. Um, uh, Brandon Ayuk had five receptions uh, over 20 yards, which is great. Pringle, in the percentages of the snaps that he had, he had seven targets over 30 yards. So Pringle's already showed that he's a deep threat, just like Ayuk, maybe even better. And in my notes, I got here three times, speed, speed, speed. Definitely something I think that we're lacking on the offense. And Brian Pringle, I think it would be a steal for anybody. Chris, you got anybody else in free agency that you like? Yeah, I'm going to go with my guy, uh, another uh, friend of the podcast, my man, Chris Godwin. I was talking to him the other day and congratulating him on his uh, Super Bowl win. And I was trying to uh, recruit him to come to the 49ers. You know, we uh, we need a receiver like him. I feel like he's ready to come out the shadows like you just said about Pringle. Uh, yeah, the shadow of Mike Evans, uh, the Gronk, the Brady shadow, the Antonio Brown, uh, all those receivers they have over there. I feel like uh, that would be a uh, he'd be a, a pro that we need, a veteran presence. He knows he's seen it. He's been through it. Um I think he would be a, a hell of a receiver. Uh, we might it might cost us a little bit of money, but I, he might uh, do it for us. Chris Godwin, I think he's got good size. Um, he's had eighty four. He had six sixty five catches and eight hundred and forty yards, and seven touchdowns this year. So um, I think he would be a, a nice ad for us to take a look into. No, definitely. Uh... Godwin fits that Anquan Bolden type of mold. If you watch, if you really watch what he does for that offense, he's kicking out DNs. You know what I mean? If you're a wide receiver and you're in motion and you're kicking out DNs for the run game, he did everything that that offense asked him to do. He did everything that Bruce Arians asked him to do. They do a lot of things. He did a lot of things that Yushek does for our offense. And and there's a guy that if we can afford, definitely a guy that I would take. Um, Jamal, you got anybody else from free agency? Yeah, um, Another guy I'm just, you know, kind of looking at another new series is uh, Preshawn Perriman. Uh, I know he was drafted first round by the Ravens, um, kind of had that bust label on him. But his last two years, I think kind of kind of found himself. Um, had a real good season last year with the Bucks. played well this year with the Jets. Uh, more of a, a speed receiver, stretch out the uh, defense. I think he might get a little bit of a payday day, though. Last year he got a one-year deal, $8 million. He might be looking for a multi-year deal right now, but um, I think he would be nice to add on possibly just to have that, that deep threat that would come. I mean, he'd definitely be cheaper than, than Allen Robinson would be. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He's looking for a payday. Any, anybody else you guys got on your list? That's, that's my, I only got two guys on my free agent list. Anybody else you guys want to address? Uh, I might have one more. Uh, he's been productive in the league. Uh, what about what, what do you guys think about TYO? I'm not too sold on him, but I seen him was available. I mean, we might be able to. He he might want to come over and play with us. You know, I don't know. Um, no. I saw this name on the list, and I was like, eh. you know, he he kind of reminds me of Emmanuel Sanders a little bit. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders over TY Hilton right now. I don't know if he's the same receiver he was five six years ago. Um, and I don't know if he's if he's available by trade. What's he looking for in the contract right now? Does he want to go to a winner? There's a bunch of different variables that he might be looking at right now. But, um, man, I got my eyes on Emmanuel, on Emmanuel Sanders, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'll say one of those, you know, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, a veteran receiver that's looking uh, to latch onto a, a contender, you know, that can uh, 
jumpstarting the offense, you know, a little extra piece to a, a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green. Uh, also, another guy, too, is uh, uh, Curtis Samuels. You know, he's on that Debo mode, but as we uh, – For Carolina? We already have a couple of those, but honestly, you can never have too many playmakers on the field. He, he's from uh, Carolina? The, the NFL is now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, no, it, it's the one from Carolina, right? I love them. I love how yes. they use them over there. I yeah, he's think- got running back snaps. You know, he's got yeah. running back snaps this year, you know. So, that's what I said, uh, the way our offense is, the more playmakers, the better. No, yeah, definitely. Especially with uh, how James Garoppolo is uh, slinging that rock. Uh, <laughs> the shorter the pass, the shorter the better. The shorter the pass is the better. Or he no. just has to hand off. No, you're right about that. Uh, he's, he's definitely a guy that can play three different positions in the offense. Um, I think I've even seen him throw the ball this year, so – yeah, I like them. Um, anybody else you guys got out there? Nope. No, nah, not really. Okay, well, if John Lynch Unless listens, to us, if 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 uh, oh, John Lynch listens to us, we we'd be all right. But uh, I'm sorry we didn't you get. Listen to me in 2018. Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get AJ Brown for you, Jamal. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we like to uh, end all our shows with a. Um, memory in, in Footy Niners history. And this being a wide receiver show this week for our podcast, there is, I think, there's nobody better after scoring the ball. I mean, he was electrifying enough where every time he caught the ball, it was going to go for a touchdown, I think. But every time that he did score a touchdown, he did some great stuff with the ball. Uh, uh, first one I want to talk about is, Chris, give me your reaction when Tara Owens pulled out the Sharpie. All right, man. I was shook. Uh, that was that was a Monday night football. My man John Madden was shook. He was calling it out like, oh my God. Good <laughs> golly. And I was the same way. I was like, did he just take out the Sharpie? Woo-wee. You know what I mean? That, that was just some that was swag at his finest right there. They don't, you know, that was I was in awe, honestly. I really have no words for that was just a a swag moment. What do you, what do you, what do you think, Jamal? What, what what about the Sharpie game? I mean, Sharpie would just he would just in his own head, man, do his own thing. I think he signed that football for his agent or something. It wasn't yeah. even for a fan; it was for his own damn agent. So he was just trying to be just a that's just a deep receiver right there. And it's yeah, a shame. I mean, yeah, he. I don't think he was that guy, honestly. I mean, he was Terrell Owens when Jerry Rice left. To came out, and that was To right there. I think, I think, I think you guys are missing the fact that for him to play a game with a sharpie in his cleats shows how athletic he is. You know what I mean? Stupid. I don't know. I think it's more stupid than play. <laughs> I can play. Hey, I'm gonna go to work tomorrow with a sharpie in my uh, my boots, and I'm do like, it. I'm an athletic. Do it. <laughs> do it. At the end of the day, pull it out, bro. I'm gonna do it at my job. But he, I mean, it was it was creative. You got to give it ten out of ten. You know what I mean? The moment. 10 out of 10. The timing, 10 out of 10. It was just, dude, it was oh yeah. It was, it was great. And then when he did it, I was just I was watching the swag. I was in my living room watching that game and they were up in Seattle, right? Seattle. And this is before yeah. they were Legion of Boom in the playoffs before letting Russ cook and all that. They had like Matt Hasselback and like no, I was Matt Hasselback shot Alexander. Yeah, and they had like Marcus Marcus Dufront and all that. You know what I mean? 
these Seahawks fans don't even know their team better than nope. we do. But, uh, but you know, I mean, they were – and so he just pulled out that Sharpie in Seattle, and I was like, did he just pull out a Sharpie? It was great. Um, I mean, if we're going to talk about Terrell Owens, we got to talk about the the pounding the ball in the star – Standing right in the middle of the uh, field, what do you what do you th- what do you think about that one, Chris? Tell me, you thought that was just that's just a swag moment, you know what I'm saying? When you swagging, you just and when he's balling, it can't be stopped. Literally, you can't be stopped. So I'm gonna take that thing to the middle of the star, show some love to the man upstairs. I'm gonna put the ball down, you know. That's just swag. That's To is doing what he was doing. That's that's when he was To. You know what I'm saying? That was get your popcorn ready because he was ready for the show. Uh, that was, that was, man, that was some A1 Hall of Fame uh, celebration right there. You know, it got everybody fired up. As you can see, they, they, the, the bench is cleared after <laughs> he came back again. What you got, Jamal? What you got? Old, that was, that was, that was a moment. I mean, we're still talking about it, damn near 20 years later. You got guys still doing it as touchdown celebrations, you know, the, the start of celebration. Um, yeah, yeah, but two touchdown catches that day, hit the first end zone, then sprinted 50 yards down, midfield to do it. I mean, that took some that took some effing balls on his part. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Uh what I remember is so he did it the first time, right? And then and then he did it the second time. The second time Jeff Garcia thought he was gonna come and give him a hug. I, I remember <laughs> Jeff Garcia was like, "Oh, what's up, man? You gonna say hi to me?" Oh no! He ran right past Jeff. He gave Jeff Garcia a, a stiff arm, and he ran right behind them, fifty-yard dead sprint, right to the middle of the star. And I think that showed you where Terrell Owens was. Terrell Owens thought he was the man, the best player on the football field. He was a show. There was no. Uh, he was though. There was no corner, there was no safety, there was no defensive lineman that was going to stand up to him. He thought he was the biggest, good then. He thought he was the biggest, baddest dude on the field. And for for 10, 15 years straight, he was the biggest, baddest dude on the field. He was. Get your was popcorn your- ready. No, what's cool about that, though, is that that kind of like, for a quick minute, kind of reignited that rivalry for Niners Cowboys. I mean, after he did that, Emma Smith kid did the same thing. Went to the midfield and sent the ball down looking at our sideline. So it was kind of like that last little hurrah before they both just, you know, went downhill. (laughs) We won that game, though. We won that game. So, you know, I mean, Emma Emma Smith can do what he wants, but we won that game. And then we're talking about Terrell Owens, right? Remember that NFC Championship game in the playoffs against the Giants? We're down like, like 28 points or something like that. And then Michael Strahan says, look at the score, look at the score. T.O. was like, look at the score at the end of the game. He was calling his shot then too, man. T.O. was a bad beast. That's what I said. He's a beast. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer, but you know how that went. You know, you know, you know how that goes. But at the same time, T.O., we can't say nothing bad about our Niner years. He cried for us. He (laughs) He started from the bottom. Now he was here, like T.O., Terrell. We knew him he was Terrell. You know what I'm saying? We knew him before he was T.O., so that means something. All Just right. know that we always have love for him. And I personally, I've met T.O. Uh, since since Tess wants to name drop, you know, some people, you know. I know some people <laughs> that know some people, you know. So, I you know, I, I, I've met T.O. at a training camp when he used to go 
to Pacific College in Stockton. You know, I, I used to, when I was a young pup, I used to go uh, out there and uh, I ended up, uh, me and T.O. crossed paths. So I got some gloves and uh, he actually gave me the Sharpie that he signed the ball with. You know, he signed, he signed, he signed football with me with the Sharpie. So I was, you know, just saying, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I, I did, uh, we did cross paths and he did give me some autographed gloves and footballs and all that stuff. So T.O. always have a heart, always a place in my heart, you know. Shout out to you. You're first. You're a Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah. Uh, you know, say what you want about Terrell Owens and being hot headed and stuff. He's not no Draymond Green. You guys watch that game yesterday? Ooh, he, he about to get cut. Low key, <laughs> like man, we don't man. How many rings man. he got though? How many rings he got? Four. Man, he reaching though with that one. Like man, you can't cost yourself teams games like that. That was bad. I mean, because he be wilding out anyways. <laughs> that that was that was bad. That was bad. I mean, I know we this is a Footy Niners podcast, but it just I mean, it's been it's on my bad. mind. Yeah, it was it was the game was yesterday. It's been on my mind the whole day today. There's no doubt in my mind. If he kept his mouth shut, we would have won that game. Like, yeah, I felt like he be doing too much now. Like he's like feeding into it. Like, you know, we all know you're crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like fall into the trap because that one right there that's how you lose games like if we were at full capacity that's a playoff game right there you know and that's a loss and then we really shoot people like us we we really criticizing you and like cut them you know like i don't know because you can't shoot soul the warriors ain't going nowhere no heart and soul heart and soul he's not no juan toscano anderson now who (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, he's talking about he's talking about uh Kyle Orbert. Uh Ubre. That's our new clay. That's our poor man clay. <laughs> poor man clay. That's, That's our that. poor man clay right there. He ain't he, he ain't as a flies clay, but That's uh That's uh you know how you get that good Dr. Pepper every once in a while you gotta get that Dr. Thunder. Yeah, that's Ubre. basically what it is. That's that Dollar Tree. That's that Dollar <laughs> Tree clay. It's like, come on, man, but hey, that's all we got. We're on a budget. All right, man. Before we get too sidebar, yeah, I got a quick fun fact for y'all. If you want to sign off real quick, what do you say? I got a quick fun fact. Uh, quick fun fact for you guys. What was the fun fact? Uh, 1996, Ray Lewis drafted in the first round. Do you know who gave him that pick for Ray Lewis to be drafted? The Raiders. The San Francisco 49ers when they traded up to get your boy JJ Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Full that circle. worked out real well for everybody. Didn't Full it? circle. Hey, that is the bag man putting everybody to sleep. We're gonna name this. We're gonna name this show JJ Stokes the Full Circle. Yep, because the bag man put everybody to sleep. <laughs> Bagged everybody up. He said, "Thank you. Good night." Think about that. Ray Lewis in a 49ers uniform. That'd have been something. Oh man! And you got Ooh. Tio in the third round in that '96 draft. Whoa, that'd have been yeah. something. That's why we love you, man. That is why we love you. No lie. That is why we love you. He just put everybody in the coffin. Spin the facts, sir. He's giving you all the facts. <laughs> Ray Lewis was a crazy dude eating grass, too. He's also a Hall of Famer. Yeah. One of my favorite defensive players of all time. He brought that juice, man. Even though off the field and everything like that, but just on the field, man, 
That was a leader right there. And a murderer. Sure. That's a different that's a different conversation. All right, all right. We're going okay. Take <laughs> us out, Joe. Appreciate you guys. How's it go? Jimmy time Sula, Jimmy time Sula. <laughs> Open up my shirt. Like Jimmy Tom Sula Got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula Like that?